This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Therefore, whatever you do, it's working. You see the guys coming back to you. Your patience is being rewarded. We'll pit when it's over. 88-22. The Dale Jr. Download, presented by Spy, starts now. With Mike Davis and Amanda Troutman, I am Taylor Zarzer. Steve Letarte will be calling into the program here in just a little bit as we recap what happened with Dale Jr.'s third-place finish at the paperclip there in Martinsville. Mike, uh, typically we get a message from Dale Jr. on the plane uh, on the way back home. You're, you're, this is no April Fool's Day joke. You, you're telling me we don't have that this week? It's no April Fool's Day joke, man. Uh, he, he actually sent it. We played it on Amanda's yesterday. Why play his audio when he's in studio with us this morning, <laughs> right? I think that's probably a better idea, yeah. We should probably, if he's sitting right there, we should yeah. just have him talk Welcome, instead. Welcome, Del that's a good idea. Hello. Well, welcome to your studio. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> I come to check it out. All right. What do you think of it? Uh, it's pretty neat. I think we could uh, <laughs> work, on, yes, work on some, <laughs> work on some <laughs> interior decorating. You know of an interior decorator, don't you? Yeah, Amy could come in here and turn it out <laughs> a little bit. Fix it up. Yeah. It's nice. It's the room is nice, yeah. And I like that uh, you know it's in it's part of the store. So when the fans are here, they kind of see how it's done. That's it. See, so, yeah, it's not that hard to do, I guess. Come visit us, fans, to yeah. Junior. Come check us out, uh, Junior Nation Retail Store, I'm and you can be part of Dirty Mo Radio. Nobody here, pretty quiet today. It's early. We taped this early in the morning, so uh, Junior fans uh, don't don't typically wake up at nine o'clock. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but uh, certainly, we do want them to come see us. In the future, and um, we got a lot to talk about this week, my friend. Uh, that was a, that was an interesting race, and and I know that you probably might have been, um, I don't know if frustrated is the right word, but uh, n- unsure of what to expect there on Sunday, given that uh, you, you didn't get any practice time on Saturday. I know we're disappointed in qualifying on Friday. So, what did you expect on Sunday? Yeah, well, you know, Friday was r- really really frustrating. Um, we have, you know. I, I don't know what what the point what the reason is for uh, our performance on Friday, but that's typically our mo is to we struggle in practice and scramble. It seems like we're scrambling and and pouring over notes and doing a lot of unnecessary worrying the night before every uh, race, and then on Sunday everything kind of turns out okay. So. It just seems to happen that way. I don't know why we didn't have, you know, we usually, uh, the way, the reason I was concerned is because of, of all the tracks we run at where we practice uh, poorly, Martinsville's actually one track where we always practice well. And mm-hmm. and we're, we were on the top of the charts last year, and uh, we're always in the top ten, one of the faster cars in practice there. So I was pretty worried when we weren't putting, in, putting any laps down. We were running laps just outside of the top 20, just didn't have any speed. But, uh it turned out that you didn't have to be fast on Sunday. You just had to know how to, you know, take care of your left retire and and uh, survive. I got a question, though, for you. Your verbiage on Twitter Saturday after practice was rained out was, we're going to have to throw darts at it and see what sticks, see if it works out. Now, that's probably, probably not the most encouraging verbiage I've ever heard. Yeah. But was how accurate was that? I'm trying to learn how to – that's pretty accurate. And I'm trying to <laughs> learn how to work. Because you know me, like when I'm, when I think we're not good, I'm gonna say, "Hey, man, I don't think we're good." And, but I know, like, when you're trying to, when you're trying to talk to your fans or interact with your fans on Twitter, you can't just say, "Hey, man, we're we stink. We you suck. Know, <laughs> we suck right now." <laughs> <laughs> you 
Because then it's like, and then you get, and then you tag Steve Latart. Yeah, and talk to him. <laughs> That's right. Number, yeah, number number one, you know, your fans yeah. don't. I want to be honest, and it's my it's my first instinct to say <laughs> the truth. And then H- we love that about H- HMS PR and uh, Steve, the guys on the, you know, everybody on the team. They're like, man, what's the deal, man? Why are you so ba- why are you so down? Why are you so negative? Oh, did they say that to you? No, but they will. Okay. Like I, if I say, hey, man, you know, we're not running good. I'll go out to the car for practice, and and my Jason Burdett, my car chief, be like, "Man, why you why you talking us <laughs> why you talking us <laughs> talking us down like that, man? What's, what's the deal? Cheer up, man. Sensitive, huh? Yeah. So I kind of gotta watch, you know, how I word things, especially when I'm trying to update everybody on Twitter because fans really like that. I'm starting yep. to learn all this stuff. Like after you practice, they want to know how the car's doing, and. uh Sometimes I'm on there telling them how it's doing. Sometimes I'm not. Normally when I'm not, like when you don't hear from me, it's because we're scrambling. Cause okay. We're, cause Noted. Cause Noted. We're, play, we're playing darts. <laughs> well, right. I appreciate that, though. You you want to be honest, but you don't want to come across as angry. Well, I you know, it, I, I think it. I can't help but just be genuine yeah. about how I feel. And a lot of times I'm going to – a lot of times I'm going to be, uh, you know, a wor- worry wart about it. And probably more concerned than than necessary, but you know, I like to. I want to run good. I want to win practice. I want to win qualifying. I want to win races. And when we're not the fastest, you you know, you, you start scrambling in your mind trying to figure it out, even if you're just looking for a little bit. But you, Friday we were we were struggling pretty bad, and we looked at the setup of the car and the notes and all that stuff, and looked at our teammates and who was fast, and tried to diagnose what about their setup was making them fast, and see the. The, you know, the glaring differences between our stuff and their stuff. And we found things that, that we thought were going to help us. So by not without having, you know, what's weird about racing and what's weird about this weekend is without even turning a lap, we went from freaking out to, man, we're pretty confident Yeah. Mm-hmm. in 24 hours without even being on the racetrack. So, you know, you would, you do some excessive worrying I for think that no good I, reason. I think it should be noted, and I know I'm only speaking for myself, but – the team is so good, and you're so good at this, that even when you are worrying on Twitter, it seems like I just assume on Sunday the team's going to be pretty competitive. Now, maybe that's not the accurate – maybe I should be more worried. I'm just saying, this team runs too good right now to think that, oh, we're really going to be a 26-place car on Sunday. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, Steve and Kevin Meandrin and the guys, they are really good at helping – find you know 10 spots yeah you know on the racetrack they're they're you know somehow some way we're going to finish you know better than the car should finish better than than we should finish just just on their strategy and expertise on top of the pit box during the race Mm. and uh another thing too you know it's like uh steve was talking about this the other day just when, when we're talking about looking at the other setups that the you know that we're able to look at with our teammates, Steve and Kevin aren't too proud to to use those ideas, and you know Steve mentioned it to me the other day. He's like some crew chiefs are almost bullheaded mm. about using something else on somebody's car. Pride, or yeah, they're like, man, I'm, I'm gonna do it my way. I'm gonna make this work, and even if it won't work, I'm not gonna admit it mm. and put your stuff in. That's a problem. Yeah, and so uh, you know we're not too proud. You know we'll we'll lean on our teammates yep. and we we use that to our advantage. That's what it's there for. I mean that's what you're trying. You're there to help each other. 
That's a huge coup. I mean, to have that because in all walks of life, there's so many examples of people that are going to be bullheaded like that. But that's that's a great thing to have. Four top five finishes for the year, more than any other driver in a points lead here after uh, six races. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is proud to have innovative eyewear brand Spy on board this year as a sponsor of the Dale Jr. Download. Learn more about Spy at spyoptic.com. Junior, before we uh, bring Stevie in here, uh, one last thing for you. Is this the track you want more than any any other now? I mean, given your the, all the success that you've had there, all the top five, top three finishes, all the laps you've led at the paperclip, is, is, do you want a grandfather clock more than any other trophy at the moment? It's hard to say which race I'd love to win the most, but it's definitely, you know, it ranks right up there. Um, I think the clock means a lot. Uh, like I've said before, you know, I grew up in a house with, with one or two of those things going off every day <laughs> at noon. And, uh, you know, it's just, it, it, uh, we had one, when we lived in the lake house, we had one right next to the front door and it went off, you know, at noon and at midnight every, on the hour it would ring and, you know, I'll never forget it. And, uh, that was a, that was just one of the you know, one of the things, you know, you remember things from your childhood, and, and I remember, you know, the Bristol trophies and how big and unique those were compared to most trophies and, the you know, the the, the clock from Martinsville and how unique that was, uh, the ski nautique ba- boats that you would win uh, at Atlanta, uh, and Dad had a few of those in the warehouse, and just, you know, there's things that you never, you know, forget and you associate with winners and, and success in the sport, and that clock's one of those things, so yeah, I think... You know, it uh, it mean a lot to me to be able to get get one of those and mm-hmm. be able to put it in the house somewhere. Did you see that NASCAR dot com story yesterday? It was the headline that says they cost me an expletive clock. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember saying that. I, I knew that would be the case. I knew like if if somebody did, said, I even say that. I don't recall you saying that. I, I was listening I to radio either. chatter, but I didn't know if maybe you did because since you used expletive, they would have probably bleeped that out on the uh, yeah on, on the radio thing. I don't. I think um, I'm. You know, I'm not calling. Let's pretend you did. Who, uh, well, what driver were you talking about? No, I'm I, kidding. Well, I, <laughs> we, I don't even think I said that, and I may have, but I don't really. I think that was manufactured. We had some lap cars that we caught. You know, we were passing at the end of the race, and a couple of them gave me the outside as mm-hmm. an option, and that's their, uh, every, you know, their right to do. They were just trying to, you know, be courteous and give me some room and i would have rather rent went low and had been the shorter distance and less wear and tear on my tires and i had to go around the outside of them and when i'm you know when you're trying to catch jimmy johnson and kurt bush in the final few laps you're dealing with inches you know not car yeah. you know you don't get car links back in the corner you get a few feet if you're lucky and uh when you got to go around the outside of somebody in the corner to lap them you know you lose about two or three car links to the leaders and uh you just can't make that back up so that was that was kind of, you know, they had to deal with traffic, to, traffic too, but it just seemed like those two things there really took the wind out of our sails trying to get around a couple of them guys. But that's um. So it's know, feasible. It's you didn't say it. I but didn't say that. We we could have thought it. Man, I have good manners <laughs> on the radio. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's uh let, let's bring our buddy uh, Steve Latard on let's here and it. talk a little bit about his thoughts. Again, four top five finishes for the year, more than any other team, and a points lead as well as they head to Texas. Steve, you feeling pretty good about the way things are going? Yeah, I mean it's been um, a pretty solid start to the year so far. We got a win that that makes the the rest of the races seem a whole lot less stressful. But we've had fast cars, had a little bit of trouble there, a little hiccup for two races in a row, but we kind of got it back on track at Martinsville. Sorry, I was uh, Junior was just showing me a tweet here. T- 
Taylor, so I tapped out of this conversation for Damn, a second. Damn, it's only two cities. <laughs> Folks, stick with us. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on now. I, I'm having a hard time processing. I'm here to be part of the <laughs> podcast here, and y'all got to pay attention and ask some questions. I'm sorry. I could be a doctor. I think he has ADD, folks. I could be there. Oh, all right. So well, what was the first question you just asked? <laughs> <laughs> Am I supposed to be asking you the question? <laughs> that, that, may, that may work. Well, Steve and I will do the interview. Y'all now, yeah, complete. sorry. Okay, I got a question for Stevie. Y'all ready for me to ask it? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Stevie, all right. Talk us through this uh, decision on lap 219. Uh, so much was made about it. You don't, you're not aware of this unless you've watched the race, but uh, your decision to stay out, um, uh, and, and Junior actually took the lead, but you're opting to stay on, what, I think it was, what, 10 or 11 lap tires at the time? Yeah, I mean, basically we've had a good car all day, and you were kind of riding around there towards the top five, and, and there's a little bit of an accordion, depending on where you started, outside or inside, you fall back to eighth or ninth, get up to the top five, and and really, with 11-lap tires, there was a couple things in the back of our minds there. One is we were trying to save a set of tires. We were going through them pretty fast, and we knew tires were going to be a premium to the end. And, I mean, to be truthful, I thought five or six guys would stay out. So it was a chance to kind of get the lead and run some laps up there. Unfortunately, only a couple guys stayed out, which made it a little more stressful than it needed. But fortunately, we had a good enough car to, to allow it to work, and we stayed near the front because uh, you know a couple guys tried it the next cycle of pit stops, and it hurt them. So we got lucky there. If we could go back and do it again, I'm not sure that was the call we would make on the second time around, but, but it worked out well for us. So you were a little nervous maybe? Just a little, a little. You know, the problem is it's kind of like, you know, there's nothing you could do at this point. The decision's right. made. So, so sound um, we just kind of stick with it and see how it works out. Junior, did you think he was nuts? Uh, You know, it's it's never fun being out there. You, don't <laughs> you like have, your tires, don't you? Yeah, when you don't have as, <laughs> man, much, you know, as good of tires, but uh, – it's. I know that Steve. When Steve makes that call, it's 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 kind of fun at the same time because I know he believes in the car, believes in us, and expects us to be able to you know do what do what he you know however his strategy is going to play out. He's seeing in his head. Yeah, he's a gambler you know, now. He's got a vision, and 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 it's it's kind of fun to understand that he you know he thinks we're good enough to be out there. I mean, he's a gambler. Yeah, let's just be honest. Well, I mean, he don't. I you know I've been in situations where you're you know you stay out. And, you're told to stay out, and you're like, really? Like, really? I've heard you <laughs> ask that on the on the radio, as a matter of fact. But you're you know, lying. Nine, you're lying. Come nine, on. Nine times out of ten, <laughs> you know, with Steve, it's, you know, he believes in our ability to, you know, make this strategy work, and, and not, you know, and every time it pretty much works out in our favor. And, and Steve, to what uh, Dale Jr. is talking about right there, um, how much of your decision at Martinsville was based off the fact that you already have a win? You said you'd be you'd take more risks after that victory. Did did you consider that when you made that decision on Sunday? I mean, it sounds good to say that that was in consideration, but no, not really. I mean, it, these races are so just involved that you kind of plug yourself into them, and you're 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 totally in the day. You can't really think about the season or the year or the this. Or it's just you know. We're trying to win Martinsville. Any way we can try to win Martinsville. And, and you know, that's kind of a thought, you know. And then that wasn't really a, a huge gamble. You know, even if it didn't work out, we were only halfway through the race. It wasn't going to change the whole course of the day. But it was an opportunity to try to improve ourselves a little bit, you know. Um, I mean, yeah, when you go when you stay out on the fuel at, at Vegas, you might think about it a little bit. But really, no, you just try to win every race. That's our goal. I know the fans don't believe that. But, man, we tried to win them all last year, too. So it's just, you know, that's that's what you're trying to do every week. Stevie, uh, let, let's back up a week. I think I speak on behalf of all rednecks 
saying that your solution to fix that bent splitter brace was an act of beauty. It deserves its own corner in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I, I just I got to know the origin of that, though, because you sort of talked about how that was something you guys tried at the shop. Who Whose idea was that, and like how much beer was involved when you guys came up with that idea just to kind of just drop the car? Well, I, I'll be honest. There was no beer involved, which is really quite amazing for such a creative idea. But, you know, anytime we bring a car back with any sort of damage, we always kind of get the shop to walk around it and just, hey, you know, how could we do this better? We have a lot of smart guys that work here, and, and sometimes you can make things really complicated, and sometimes you can fix them pretty simple. And I remember we had a car um, at the middle of last year where we had the rack and the splitter got pushed down, and that was kind of our problem. I think it was Kentucky um, when we hit that that piece of debris, it kind of bent the splitter up, and we were trying to get it back down, and we started talking about how we could move the splitter around, and someone here at the shop had the great idea that, man, it's not that strong. Is We just need to drop it on a piece of tungsten or a piece of lead. And we did, and, and amazingly, it moves pretty easy. So uh, that was it. That was our new splitter plan. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, simple is better. And uh, it worked. It worked actually really well at California. So uh, I can't remember who exactly came up with the idea, but sometimes, you know, you can overcomplicate stuff. We, we're just simple folks, man. We just try to keep it easy. What would that feel like, Junior? Um, well, I, I, it, it wasn't as jarring as I was expecting it to he be. Said he, was, he said it's going to be violent. Yeah, he was like, prepare yourself. <laughs> um, he was given the legal uh, yeah. verbiage. Uh, hey, uh, in case of injury, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was, yeah, that's right. Uh, it, was, it was. I was. I, you know, when they were dropping, I was like, "Man, this this doesn't work. <laughs> we're gonna look like idiots." <laughs> <laughs> what, was there a chance that you were gonna cause more damage? No, no. We hit the wall at 160. <laughs> right. The risk of more damage is pretty low at this point. Yeah. <laughs> The uh oh yeah, Dale Jr.'s description was pretty good. The left rear tire went down and I the right the side of the car went <laughs> into the wall. That's right. Uh yeah. You're going to Texas this week, Steve, and uh obviously this is a uh a chase race. And when you go to a place that you're gonna go again in the chase, does that change your preparation at all, just given how important that race is later on? Well, you have to be careful because a lot will change between now and November. I'm sure we'll get a lot smarter with the setups and things will change. But it does, to a point, you know, you you need to make sure you take some really good notes when you come home and understand what you would have won, you know, what you would have done different. And that's really why having a good car in Martinsville on Sunday really helped us for the fall, I think. And, you know, Texas is one of those tracks that, I mean, I love. It's It's old pavement. It's really rough. There's multiple grooves. You know, there's a ton of ways to get around there as a driver if your car's not going quite like you want, and there's a, a bunch of options as a crew chief to kind of adjust on them. So it's a cool racetrack. It's a fun racetrack to be at, but without a doubt, since there's the chase involved when we go back the second time, that we'll want to make sure that we, we maybe try a couple different packages in practice, maybe try some bigger changes. It's a pretty unique schedule, so that's going to be a big difference for us this week. You know, we practice on Friday, practice again on Saturday, then we qualify, then we race, which is – you know, odd for us. So we'll have to try to adapt to that schedule and make some good decisions. One question that I was, uh, we've been talking about, I've been talking about how we went from, you know, being so poor in practice and struggling and worried on Friday and in a 24-hour span without even making a lap on the track, we were we were pretty confident by the time race started. What's that process like for you as a crew chief? And what, what, are, what are some of the things, what is your go-to remedy in a situation like that where you can't practice, you know the car needs to get a whole lot better. Like, what are the, what are some of the things that you know you need to do? 
Well, I mean, you know, the, the most stressful night for any crew chief, or at least for me, is Thursday night because, you know, we never unload with a setup we don't think is going to work. And we do all this work leading up to these races. But until you go practice on Friday, you know, we don't really know. And it was unfortunately pretty obvious really quick on that practice on Friday that we didn't have what we needed. And, and you know, we had plans to try to fix it, and those weren't working. So you kind of grin and bear it through Friday, and then when the rain starts to come on Thursday, it really happens before the rain comes on Saturday because our goal would be to make big improvements by Saturday. So we kind of, you know, we dig into your comments, we figure out what you're saying about the car, and then instantly we go to our, our database of information of our three teammates. We try to look at what they're saying, see if they're describing the same issues, see if anybody changed anything, and then, you know, Kevin, our engineer, does such a great job of, of really looking through I call it like the woods. You know, he digs through all the trash to try to find the parts and pieces that really affect that part of the corner or that part of the car, and it's kind of like a puzzle. You know, you kind of you start with the outside of the puzzle. You try to find all the pieces that have a flat on them, and you, you make the ring of the puzzle, and then you fill in from there. It's really the same way with a race car. You know, we take the foundation parts of the car, the geometries, the suspension items, the big items, and we start to fill in the outside of the puzzle. And once we have that figured out, then we could start zooming in on the really small parts and pieces that, you know, those are what makes a difference from a 15th to a first-place car. You know, it's not huge parts anymore. You know, Dale can, can back me up on this. It's frustrating sometimes in practice to change the small things you change yeah. and have them make such a big difference. Yeah. And that's the race car we have nowadays, and, and that's what makes it really hard when you're off to try to find speed come Sunday. And in the spirit of April Fools, do you remember – what the what the biggest prank that anybody's ever pulled on you is? I, I don't know. I must not be a very fun guy, or I'm always <laughs> laughing, so I'm, I, they don't really get a lot of enjoyment out of pulling a prank on me because right. I can't remember any pranks that's really been pulled on me. No, mm -hmm. whoa, whoa, whoa! No pranks have ever been pulled on you. You're well, none that were memorable. Yeah, we got to change that. Yeah. Oh well. By all I'm means. just you know. Well, here's the thing. You know, 85 people I'm around all day long work for me. So that knocks the edginess out of the pranks, I'm guessing, quite yeah. a bit. Mm. And then, you know, I avoid all the rest of y'all that I know are going to prank me on today. So <laughs> I try to uh, keep myself, you know, off the radar. But yeah. no, no, I'm not much of a prank sort of guy. So um, I think the other 365, I tweeted it last night that, you know, real pranksters scoff at April Fool's because all the amateurs right. try to play along. That's right. So, you know, us that enjoy life the other 364 days a year, <laughs> this isn't a real special day for us, is it, Mike? Oh, that's a good, no, that's an okay. excellent point. I mean, yeah. what you call April, April Fool's Day, we call Thursday. That's right. <laughs> that's right. This is another day in the week ends with why. Yeah. We, right. We're going to have some jokes. Someone's going to laugh. Right. But well, you are. Uh, we only have seven or eight months, Mike, to do this, though. Yeah. I mean, we got to. We got to do something. It, it may not have to be on April Fools, but yeah, we got seven or eight months to do something. Stevie's a target. Well, perhaps you know, just keep this in the back of your mind that, you know, I'll have a lot of time to get even. So <laughs> that's true. Just be well, careful of how aggressive you get. What you gonna call us out on TV or something? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what it took. I would. Oh goodness! <laughs> I, I, I can't wait to see what kind of commentator you are. Like. To me, you're going to be like the guy that wears the suit uh, from the waist up but has, you know, the jams and the shorts on underneath with flip-flops. Yeah, know, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to put my rat tail behind me. And I'm going to wear my <laughs> shorts from the waist down. But I'll have, a, you know, a suit and a coat on for you. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. Stuff. Good yeah. stuff, man. Thanks for calling in. Hey, man, I appreciate it. I'm finally gl glad you get the studio done <laughs> yeah. so I can call in and harass you all a little bit. No, it, it, we'll do it again. All right, guys. Thank you. All right, before we go to Reaction Theater, since Junior, you asked uh, Steve Latard about April Fool's. Um, do, do you have one that's happened to you or you've gotten away with before we go any further here? 
Uh, my the my favorite prank that I pulled on a buddy of mine was I put a thousand crickets in his bedroom, mm. and uh, mm. I always I thought that was that had to have been pretty miserable at night for a couple of days at least. We had a couple other pranks where we would uh, sneak into uh, people's bedrooms and throw um, a bucket of water on them, then a then a bag of flour. That, that happened, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happened a couple times, but it was such a tough. Brawley yes. got mad. Yeah, it was making yeah. some people mad. <laughs> he, he said he went to the hospital. I don't he know why blind. they couldn't see the fun. <laughs> what was see, those going? are tangible jokes. I mean, like that that's real life right there. Like my, my nine-year-old daughter was saying that she wanted to pull a, a prank on mom, and she wanted to do something with, with cockroaches instead of crickets. And I said, see, that's, that's a real deal. Yeah, like she's yeah. really going to be mad. That's not a... Like, hey, we're gonna go somewhere, or we're, we've got this going on, etc. Uh, that what, you can say, oh, I'm just kidding, April Fools. Yeah. Like, that's the heavy duty that's pranks. A real deal. The heavy duty pranks. You got to be ready for people not, you know, not to see the fun in it. And, that's right. And like, you know, you got to be. Re- it's a risk versus yeah. reward. But I think the worst prank that ever got pulled on me was about ten years ago. A buddy of mine got had a uh, couple that were expecting, and had the 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 girl produce a positive pregnancy test and left it in my bathroom and i walked in there just doing something you know normal day go in there and look on and laying on the counter i'm like what's this and i got looking at it and i was like what the hell (laughs) (laughs) so that was a very rough moment Oh, but that is good stuff. That was the, I mean, I've that never. Was the, that, that, that's, that's probably the best prank I've yeah, ever. Yeah. I could not, I can't imagine doing that to somebody. <laughs> that was the worst. <laughs> and and that guy that pulled that prank is actually employed here. Yeah, he's still. Yeah, he's still here. So still he didn't here. lose his job. Oh, wow. That was a rebuttal to being, uh, getting a, getting a bucket of water and a bag of flour. <laughs> that was his comeback. So yeah. yeah you have to I'm take it never, another. Never mess with him again. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, that's some funny stuff there, but uh, take some stones to, to do that. All right, well, <laughs> it's time now for Reaction Theater, and uh, we reward the happiest caller we did last week with a pair of Spies Happy Lens sunglasses, and guess that's what? Right. We're going to do it again this week. And uh, thanks to our sponsor, this happy fan will be receiving a pair of Dale Jr.'s signature Spy Dirty Mo sunglasses with the Happy Lens, and you can learn more about the Happy Lens at spyoptic.forward.com. Happy. Here we go. Happy. Reaction Theater. <laughs> Hell yes, the Spy Optic Reaction Theater. Dale Jr. kicking ass and taking names today. Way to go, bud. No thanks to PJ, you stupid ass. Get you some Whoa. damn pins. <laughs> we can't be losing positions because you got a PP. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's Whoa. awesome. What was up with that? Did TJ, like in the fourth cost, she goes, hey guys, got to go to the bathroom. I'll see you. <laughs> and we're like, is he okay or like, is then, that is that code? You know what or was something? funny? <laughs> what was funny is he, like so you're Matt, you know, you're envisioning it in his head running to the bathroom, <laughs> and then like ten seconds later he's like, "Lucky dog's coming on outside," <laughs> and I'm like, "Is he doing that from the urinal?" <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he washed his that, hands before he well, said he that. Gets, yeah. he get, you know, he'll get the call from NASCAR that the lucky dog's coming. <laughs> so I right. imagine he's standing at the urinal. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. He doesn't actually have to see the lucky dog I'll, coming yeah, around. He I'll tell Dale Jr. Lucky dog's coming around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no way. Man, That's I hilarious. Knew, I knew a reaction theater caller would catch that. Uh, the, you know, they were not going to be able to let TJ go into the bathroom during caution. I go. love it. Stay, stay on TJ's ass. It's funny. That's, that is funny stuff. Don't even see the track. Lucky dog's coming. All right, what do we have next? 
Who knew Brad Keselowski had such a long middle finger? I mean, he drove that son of a car around that place for two laps, one-handed with his middle finger out the window at Kurt Busch, and Fox showed the whole thing. Cracked me up. You guys kicked ass today uh, after coming back from, what, 26 all the way up the front? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What'd you but, think of that, Junior? Keselowski and Kurt Busch. Yeah, Brad was really upset about what happened on pit road, but I, th- I thought Kurt was just, you know, trying to get by. Saw two guys get tangled up there and just went, to, he can't, you know, he can't stop. Who, who knows what's behind him? So he was just trying to get off pit road. So yeah. hey, you don't have to say who, but have you flipped anybody off this year? Maybe I, you know, it happens. Yeah, I, I don't know if you remember this, but we were watching in-car footage years ago in in the bus, and uh, it was funny because you're sitting there driving. I think it was like in at Atlanta or something. You're driving, all of a sudden you just hang one right out the window yeah. at somebody. <laughs> you're passing them. <laughs> Sometimes I don't really flip people off. Like if somebody does something i'll just put my hand out the window like hey what the hell because uh years ago rusty wallace was talking to somebody and i was standing there listening and he said the one thing that really bothers him is to be flipped off like wow. you know you can do anything you know there's a lot of things you can do but don't flip me the bird and so i definitely reeled it in after that yeah wow <laughs> it'd be cool if you could just use an emoji and, and you know flash yeah. that on your car yeah <laughs> anyway all right what do we have next man what a great day for Stevie and the boys. Uh, welcome back, TJ. Man, he earned his paycheck today. Hard racing by Junior. Hard racing. They finished third. We're going to Texas with the points lead. And, man, I'm loving it. Wow. How about that? We need, singing right there. Yeah. We need to get Hogue in here. Let's, let's give him a headset. Yeah, what do you think about that, Hogue? Hogue, I, I think we got people starting to sing now. And uh, I think we have you to blame for it. I heard. I listened to them all yesterday. Oh, did you? All the, the, oh, look they, at you. All the emails. Oh, yeah. he's ahead of it. Yeah, okay. yeah, I guess so. Hey, I found the TJ one. <sighs> that was good. That's right. <laughs> all right, what do we have next? Kurt Busch, that whiny bitch. I wish he would have quit like he said he was going to earlier in the race. You had something, man. You had something for all of them. They haven't said what the uh, point standings are right now, but i got to bet you're number one. F-ing amazing race, Junior. I'm so excited. I've eaten all my fingernails off. I've drank all my beer. This is amazing. Oh, <laughs> Man, we need to send that guy some potato chips. Well, <laughs> are you, you talking? About, you, yeah. Well, that that was a happy guy right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the fingernails. That Even you know, save that's right. Fingernails. <laughs> that's a good idea. That's right. He's a contender for the happy lens, uh, dirty most sunglasses. There. Uh, what do we have next? All right. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy that they got their place. Anyways, I just want to say great work out of the uh, 88 team coming from starting position 26 all the way to third. Great work. Keep it up, guys. What have you done, Hogue? That was a yeah. different version of Happy. Oh, so this the is version. Hogue's idea? Singing. No, he started singing last week, oh. and now all of a sudden this is just a big musical yeah. fest. <laughs> Man, reaction theater isn't what it used to be. Right. <laughs> it's better. Hogue, yeah. Oh, you think? <laughs> yeah. Speak for yourself. Next. Let me tell you what's got me riled up today. I heard Brad Keselowski talking shit after the race of Kurt Busch, talking like he was going to whip his ass. I bet my brother-in-law $20 that Brad Keselowski's never been in a fist fight in his damn life. I need a bucket of shit if that guy's ever been in a fist fight and won. I know Keselowski's around 30 more acres. Somebody over there's got to know if he's ever been in a fight. But I there ain't no way that boy's ever been in a fight. That's our boy Dan. That's funny. That's our boy oh, Dan. No. I Dan think the junior fan. We'll see him in uh, Texas. We'll see uh, him this in weekend. Texas. Yeah. I think Brad Keselowski said that he he told me or or mentioned to a couple of us one time that when he was in high school he was in fights often. Really? Yeah. Mm. Come on. That's what he said. Wow. I may be uh, speaking out of turn, but 
He, uh, I think he's been in a few. I don't know whether he was, you know, just a, you know, feisty guy or, uh, you know, on the other, on the end of some Thanks. comments, people pushing him around or whatever, yeah. had to stand up for himself. But he said, I think he said that because we were talking about, you know, I don't think we were as excited as that guy was, but we were talking about Brad and fist fights, and I think he was like, yeah, when I was in high school, I was used to being quite a few. All right, uh, what a shock. Hogue gets this one in here. What do we have? Because I'm happy. <laughs> Junior's back in first. Hogue's the man. Hell yeah. Are you serious? Man. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. That guy's confused. That <laughs> must be it. He must be April Fool's. <laughs> yeah. Playing April Fool's yeah. joke. I don't come in here to get heckled. Well, well, you you have all your you got your, nobody uh, to blame yourself. Yeah, you have yeah. your three fans that all called into Reaction Theater here. <laughs> you know what? Their last name is Hogue too. Is Hogue <laughs> giving away free hats without telling us? <laughs> what was up with that, by the way? Yeah, so, so I, Hogue, I saw this on Twitter. Explain. Anybody that calls in and tells says I'm cool gets a free Get hat. Out. What was up with the Junior Motorsports hat though that you pulled off the trailer that uh, yeah. Junior was saying it was the ugliest hat? That he's was ever the seen. Harley Davidson edition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag one ugly one ugly hat. <laughs> well, the story behind it, he was like, man, we need more stuff to give away. Well, we didn't have any, a lot of giveaway items on the hauler, so I ran to the merch hauler. And I asked our guy working, I the said, merch hauler. what do you need help with selling? <laughs> we'll sign it. We'll boost sales. He gave me this hat. It was the ugliest hat on there. I No wonder they couldn't sell it. Came back, he signed it. 30 minutes later, he's texting me saying people are coming to the hauler asking for it, so it worked. Oh, yeah. okay. You okay. merch guy, you. Yeah, boy. You're a mer- merch merch genius. Did you spend much time at the merch hauler? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, hold up. Stop. Before we play the next call, I got to say, Hogue told me the funniest thing yesterday. Do, do you care if I bring it up? I know exactly what you're going to say. He says that I guess you guys were on the helicopter coming back, and Junior just blatantly just, you know, spits out an observation, and he says to Hoke, tell him what you said. What, do you, what did Junior say part? about the potato head? Oh, well, it started, he said, my stomach hurts. This was earlier in the weekend. I said, what's wrong? Oh. What'd you eat? No, I was doing abs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then he called me, he said, you look like Mr. Potato Head. We were driving in the oh, main okay. Saturday. Yeah. All right. It wasn't the hell. All right. And, so he and says, TJ, I was talking about working out and how my stomach was hurting. Well, I didn't know you were working out. You said my and stomach hurts. I thought he ate something bad. You for said something about working out, and TJ said something about his little arms because he's got tiny arms. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, so we said, yeah, he looks like he looks like a Mr. Potato Head because like his torso and arms and legs it's don't <laughs> match. It looks like he's proportion. It looks I'm like he's six different people. <laughs> Like put six different parts. Yeah, <laughs> I I am proportionate. I oh. don't look funny. It's I like you got. <laughs> you're gonna give me a complex if you're gonna do. <laughs> it's already happened. That's right? the whole. That's the <laughs> <laughs> Let's play one last t- uh, call here on Reaction Theater. Evidently yelling Joe Junior in the media suite of Martinsville Speedway is frowned upon because I was asked to leave after I'd done that when you passed Lagano for third. Because I thought you had a win, baby. You know the wheels off that song. Hey, if that's what it takes to get kicked out, I would take that any day. That was awesome, baby. I mean, if you get yourself kicked out of a media center, that ought to win you some signature 88 collection spies. Y'all agree, Junior? Yeah, agreed. A couple points. Amanda, what do you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that's, that's the one. All right, that's the one. If Dale says yeah, that's the one. There you go. All right, so we'll be contacting you, homie. Amanda, we're going to reach out to him, get him his sunglasses. Uh, thank you to Spy for uh, doing this, and we'll do it uh, sporadically throughout the season and also give away other stuff. So you guys got to keep calling Reaction Theater. Call us. 
and and stand out. Make the cut. Uh, the the crazier you are, be the, ridiculous. The more likely you will be on this podcast. Uh, All right, Reaction Theaters open twenty four seven. All you have to do is call toll free. Uh, like Mike Davis likes to say, like it's 1983, 1-855-740-1902, and leave us your voicemail message, and we'll play the best each week right here on Dirty Mo Radio. All right, now, before we throw the white flag, I want to remind you again this week uh, on Wednesday, check out Fast Lane Family with Kelly Earnhardt Miller. That show's going great. Friday, yeah. you've got JRM 360, the podcast. Tune in if you need a good laugh going into the weekend. Lord knows you'll laugh at Mike Davis, if anything else. And on Monday... We always recap the full weekend. Amanda Troutman does a great job with that. Uh, Junior Motorsports Nationwide and Late Model Teams and Dale's Sprint Cup Series run in Texas. That's not all Junior's doing in Texas. Mike Hogue, let's throw the white flag. White flag right there, white flag. Howdy-ho, Junior fans. This is is Mike Hogue, and I am the man. (laughs) April Fools. (laughs) Dale Jr. will leave here this morning and head to Hendrick Motorsports for his usual competition meetings. Other than that, it's light Tuesday. (laughs) On Thursday, we'll be flying to Texas as Nationwide Series practice starts that evening. You missed something on here. We're going to a clean coal appearance in Mississippi on the way to Texas. Hey, hey, Hope, keep reading. Shoot. <laughs> That's right. Junior is in the Nationwide Series race this weekend, but before we get to the track, we'll make, <laughs> we'll make a stop in Mississippi to visit a coal mining plant. <laughs> this is all on behalf of our friends at American oh, Coalition yeah. for Clean Coal Electricity. Apologize. I'm sorry. I jumped the gun. All right. Like I said, Thursday night, Junior will have a couple of practices in the number 88 Ragu Chevrolet. He is one of our four junior motorsports drivers in the race. JRM has never had four entries in a race. That's a little factoid for you in case you're asked. Thank you. (laughs) Also for junior motorsports, Kevin Harvick will be the number five Hump Brothers Pizza Chevrolet, Chase Elliott the number nine Napa Auto Parts Chevrolet, and Regan Smith in the number seven TaxSlayer.com Chevrolet. If you haven't done your taxes yet, my God, what are you waiting for? (laughs) you got like two weeks. (laughs) Go to jail. You'll go to jail. Friday night's nationwide race starts at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. Dale Jr. will be the in-race reporter. Sunday's cup race is set to start at 3 p.m. Eastern. Oops. Easter. 2 p.m. Central on Fox. <laughs> Dale Jr. will be back in his familiar National Guard paint scheme. This is Mike Hogue, and my job is done here. <laughs> there you go. Both races, by the way, on PRN, shameless plug. Um, looking forward to that on uh, on Friday and again on uh, Sunday. Good work, my friend Hogue. We have, uh, we have uh, started a monster here, Mike Davis. People are asking for Hogue to read that. White Flag every week it's now. So. Well, if he'll read whatever you put on a yeah. piece of paper, I can <laughs> yeah. see why. Yeah. Well, a year ago, it was, Taylor, I'm so nervous about coming on this podcast. Now it's, man, the guy's turned into a star. He didn't that's all right. He didn't have a microphone earlier. No, it, was, it was awkward listening to it. Was it awkward? Yeah. We'll, we'll fix that. We need to get another microphone in here. All right. Well, well, Junior, uh, thanks for coming by uh, today. We're having a blast doing this. It's been a lot of fun uh, this season so far, especially. And uh, the fan interaction you're having with everybody on Twitter has been tremendous, I know, and uh, and here on the podcast as well. So we're very grateful. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, thanks as well to uh, Mike Hogue for stopping by. Yep. Amanda Troutman, great work as always. For Mike Davis, I'm Taylor Zarzer. You've been listening to the Dale Junior Download. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 